0: It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne.
1: And now here's the star of our show, James Van Ossell.
0: Welcome to Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Ossell. Happy Hump Day. Carcon Carne, sponsored by our friends at Siren Records McHenry, out there on Main Street in McHenry. Stop by for all the new stuff and all the good stuff just waiting for you in the bins, all that used stuff uh, that's awesome to rifle through. It's like going to a library, except you can buy stuff and take it home. Siren Records McHenry. Also, as we're recording this, we're recording this on Wednesday the 23rd, I, I will tell my guest, Mike Lust, right now, the show's also sponsored by Phonation, a Chicago podcast compilation, 10 Chicago podcasts pressed to vinyl.
1: That's the goal. Wow. Ten very, right? You you were the guys messing up the vinyl, uh, <laughs> the vinyl situation right now. I'm not now. messing up anything yet. I'm yes. kidding. I, my, my goal is to
0: disrupt it if we get funded on uh, Friday. Yeah. This is just pure ambition and balls at this point. No, like it us. feels great to hold a piece of vinyl. It it does. Been, and we'll talk about your vinyl in a second. But uh, So Friday is the deadline, 8 p.m. to get 10 Chicago podcasts pressed onto vinyl. It, it, I don't think it's been done before, If it doesn't happen this way, someone's going to do it. So it may as well be me. Ten very different Chicago podcasts, including Think 180, the podcast where Chris out there at Ink 180, the tattoo shop in Oswego, does tattoo cover-ups for victims of human trafficking, uh, people trying to get out of the gang life. He talks about that in his podcast. Well, I listened
1: to a little of that today. Did you really? Yeah. I saw that, and I was like, ooh. So I checked it out for a couple minutes, but then... uh... I, yeah, I, I dropped it because I was like, ooh, this is. It's this, heavy stuff. Yeah, it, it's. I, I'm getting back to it. I'll get back to it. Uh, yeah, this dude,
0: like, goes to prisons and stuff. I, He's really doing impressive work. That's one of the ten, Mike Lust. Um, also, a true crime podcast, If the Walls Could Talk about the corruption, the massive amount of corruption at Edgewater Hospital, where I was born. Uh, two, that's just two of the 10 podcasts. Please help. Again, the deadline, if you're listening to this or watching this anytime before Friday the 25th at 8 p.m., you can get your hands on a copy of this record. It is Phonation. Go to Kickstarter. Search Phonation, P-H-O Nation. That guy right there, he is Mike Lust. His new album, Demented Wings, kicks all kinds of ass. We're going to eat wings tonight. I want to thank... Dante's. We're, we're eating. I didn't even make that connection,
1: dude. That's why I'm, I'm a broadcaster. I'm not yeah. that that clever. Demented wings. We're gonna eat some demented wings. We
0: are. Thanks to our friends at Dante's. Thanks to Tim at Dante's. Uh, Mike, who's working there tonight.
1: Dante's is. It's just. It's a Chicago favorite. Well, I was uh, telling you on the walk up to the car that it's kind of been uh, just a, a lifesaver during the pandemic. It's kind of been my go-to, and I eat. Uh, I eat wings probably three times a week.
0: See, I was wondering—they—they they just kind of prepared a bag of food for us, and it included wings. And in my wildest dreams, Do like you this, like wings, I
1: love wings. But have you ever eaten wings in a car during a podcast? Because that's, I've that's eaten, like messy eating. Oh, I've, I've had soup in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I've had ribs in the car. Okay, at this point, you've done what two hundred fifty, three hundred episodes.
0: I, at this point, well, including all the stuff I did during the pandemic, I think this is episode six twenty-five or six twenty-six. Oh shit!
1: Six twenty-five. Oh, I know. I've been doing this for like Man.
0: seven and a half years. So do you do this nightly? No. Although this week, yes. But no. Okay. When, during the pandemic when I was doing it from home, I did it every night because it was a way to keep the podcast aloft and it was a way to keep me busy. Uh, but it is highly impractical and difficult to do this in person at different restaurants yeah. every night. Yeah. Th- that would literally be a full-time job, which would be cool if it were a full-time job. But at this point, this is still
1: the the side hustle. Yeah. I want you to pardon me. If I have more questions for you tonight... I would love it. ...than you have for me, you know, because I grew up in Berwyn. mm mm-hmm. um, And then I moved to Chicago. I moved down to the city in 96. But um, do people ever come on the podcast and uh, tell them, like, you're the voice of their childhood? I've had people say they listen to me. Yeah, you're not... You're certainly not the voice of my childhood because we're closer in age, but I definitely like. There is uh, a point in my life where I all where I knew the name James Van Osdel, and I cons I uh, knew your voice. Like hearing it now is, in the confines of a car, is a fucking trip. Can, I- can we swear? Yeah, it's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. fucking a, Mike. But uh, so, I mean, yeah. So I'm a kid in Berwyn coming up on Q101. So, I don't want to ask you too much about Q101 if you don't want to talk about it, but that was such a huge thing, and sure. especially like, uh, Nevermind comes out when I'm I think 18? Sounds about right. Yeah, 91, because yeah. I um, Oh, shoot. Don't do the math, people. Math um, is hard. This, this but, is uh, this is yeah, the math crowd. Rocket, don't worry about it. Rock and roll isn't about math, but um, and math is for liars. But listen... <laughs> Um, but yeah, that station was like just fucking booming. It It was, was, it it was was the right place at the right time. And for me,
0: for my career, it was the right place. It certainly
1: was. So what years were you there? Oh God,
0: I was there 19, I started as an intern in 1993. Um, okay. So you're, you're right in the pocket there. Right in the pocket. I, my first full-time job, my first job there was November of 93 and then I, was at the station from 93 until December of 2000, then back again in 2005 to 2006, and then back again like 2010, 2011. So 10 years total at Key
1: 101. But were they like, did you keep coming back because they're like, this guy's the part of the DNA? Yes and no. Okay. It, it was weird. I wrote a book about it. It was a strange time. I got to get that book. I uh, I should have done like my... Uh you know, my no, 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 type research. We're here to talk about like, you, but yeah, I yeah, also yeah. want to talk
0: about Dante's because they were they were generous enough to provide their amazing food. I love Dante's. Uh, they provided slices. I don't even know what kind of slices. Yeah, they're... should we eat? Should we open it up? And they provided wings, which to your point, this will be treacherous to eat in the car.
1: Yeah, but we're going to do it. Yeah, there's a level of... Even if it's a mess and I have I you know, people, I know you can, now I know you can see me. I have a very ZZ Top like beer. I was
0: going to say, you can catch whatever
1: falls, you can catch in your beard. It's true. Um, but yeah, but so, but in in closing, that your your voice is like tripping me out a little bit right now. I got to say. Ooh, pepperoni. Sure, I'll take a, s- a slice of pepperoni, unless there's something. That's you you want to hold that for something better? You. No, there's something that is favorable for you. The two slices of pepperoni, do you pepperoni? Yeah, I love pepperoni. All right. Let's eat some pepperoni pizza.
0: Mine will be a little more challenging. (laughs) Jesus. This, this, mine's, I've already got to pick it up with my hands and I know,
1: oh shit, okay.
0: Mine's a little disaster. We're going to work on that.
1: Let's get the wings out. Oh, these are still hot. Yeah. Oh, so if that was treacherous, but you're getting the wings out? I can smell them.
0: I need to open it. It's Okay. You know like those old cartoons like in Scooby-Doo where the scent fingers come down the hall and they hook you by the nose and pull you down the hallway? That's mm-hmm. what these wings are doing to yeah. me right now.
1: Look at that. Oh, my God. They smell so good, Mike. They do. They've been my... I swear to God, James, they've been my go-to the, the entire pandemic. Oh, my God. All right, so... I mentioned uh, "Demented Wings" is the new
0: album, the solo album from Mike Lust. Mm-hmm. Um You may know Mike Lust from Tight Phantoms, or back in the day. And we'll, we'll talk about the '90s. We'll, '90s. We'll talk about Lester King. Okay. Uh, but this is your solo solo record. What is the coolest song on the album, and why is
1: it "Centipede"? Oh, you know, yeah. I saw you know I saw you replied to that Dennis Buckley post, <laughs> uh, which. Which uh, made me smile so much because I don't know if I know him. Dennis is the lead singer of, of 80, Oh, I know. The, I mean, I know the backstory, but but uh, aside from that, I don't know him very well. I know, uh, you know, John from Paper Mice, who plays drums for them. Of, uh, um, and of course, I know their old drummer Glenn Porter, mm-hmm. and. Um, so yeah, I've known about and I'm a fireside kid, so I know I've known about eighty eight fingers Louis like all my life. But I can't and Dennis forgive me if we Well if here's we never the met. Thing. but you... Dennis but I found out uh my publicist Katie mm-hmm. lived with Dennis. Oh so, I didn't know that I didn't even know that. So he's probably yeah, they they were roommates, so he's probably getting bombarded with uh these silly Mike posts, and so he Well went Dennis to check out is the also record. of all my friends
0: of all previous guests on carquin carney he is a legit no bullshit about it music fan okay that dude listens to everything he is uh i, I look at him as one of one of our, our modern day curators and uh, curation's a curation a topic i keep coming back to people who you can trust who are sincere he is a, a music curator to me and he's turned me he turned me on to idols which i'll forever mm-hmm. be grateful to him for um so if he's if he's a fan of your album, which he is, um, and Dan Terry, I know is a favorite of his.
1: Uh, well, that was really sweet of him to say that the record was damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, because Katie was like, he doesn't say things like that. Yeah, he's a punk. Yeah, exactly. But um, but that felt really sweet. And then I saw your comment about Centipede, and uh, the next day my sister sent me. A post, or not a post, I'm sorry. My sister sent me a text about Centipede, and... So Centipede is an instrumental. It is an instrumental, and it's only an instrumental. Well, do you want me to tell the story of that song? Yeah, sure. So, By the way, we're going to spend more time talking about this album and your career than it takes
0: to actually listen to the album. Mm. Like, in the time it'll take you to finish that pizza, you can listen to the entire album.
1: Ten songs, 25 <laughs> minutes. A good walking. hmm Good walking album, people. If you're going out for a walk tomorrow... Be it a dog, be it to the bar, thats right. be it to work, put it on. Demented Wings, Mike Luss, it's 25 minutes, and it will start on your way out the door and be over when you show up to work. It's so good. Um, By the way, speaking of so good, I'm eating this.
0: There's no easy way for me to eat this because it's been folded over. Dante's, you got to fold. This is the cheese. There's a sweetness to this. Ooh, a couple Bernese Mountain Dogs walking by. Sorry, dog fan. Oh, yeah. Those are beautiful. And two. Two. As if one. I have one at home. She's the most is stubborn. Really? Yeah, the most stubborn dog you'll ever meet. How old? She's three. Oh my God, baby. A baby. She's actually tiny. She's uh, like 65, 70 pounds, which in burner poundage means she, she's very, very small. Well, she must be fucking cute. She is. You know she <laughs> she, she very much tree. is.
1: All right, so anyway, we're talking about you, not dogs. Okay. And pizza. Yeah, the pizza's awesome tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Dante's. Um, Centipede, um, years ago, a girlfriend made a, a, made me a mix CD, and it had this Brigitte Bardot song called Contact on it. It's a Serge Gainsbourg composition. Okay. And the bass line is just boom, 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 algorithms on Spotify and, and, and such. Like I love waking up every Monday morning and there's like they made you a new uh, mm-hmm. they made you a 30 song folder mm-hmm. that they think you might like and god damn it if they're not spot on sometimes. Like oh Mike remember you like this built to spill song when you went through that breakup? And I was like <laughs> god yes, yes I, I did. Yeah, uh-huh. And they're like um you want another version of Wichita Lineman? I'm like, (laughs) yes, I do. They're like, um, do you want another version of This Guy's In Love With You by Burt Bacharach? I'm like, yes, I do. So, but that Brigitte Bardot song shows up in my my Discover Weekly. I'm like, you bastards, man. You remember. They know too much. Yeah, you're inside my brain, so... During the pandemic, or let's not even call it the pandemic, let's call it the situation. Mm, mm -hmm. So during the situation, I was going to the studio every night. I started to to find the story arc of this record. I kind of... Did you set
0: out to make a solo album? um, Or were you thinking this would be like a full band? I always
1: knew I would make a solo album. Um, And then, uh, Tight Phantoms, my uh the the band i'm in tight Fams, that have i think we've been around for maybe 16 16 years or so now um i've been the constant throughout various lineup changes but uh this time we started to feel like more of a band Mm -hmm. and i started to feel like i shouldn't put all these like you know we're making a record too slowly and i I felt like I should leave off some of these auxiliary songs that just, or these interstitial songs that just don't fit with the band we have now. And, Makes sense. Um, I thought it would be great to do a Mike Luss record, or but not necessarily a band record, because I wanted to reach, I wanted to reach a broader audience. Sometimes when you're in a band called Tight Phantoms that's been around for 16 years and there's a Z at the end of the name. <laughs> People are just like, all right, that's a hard rock band. I know what that is. I don't need to check it out. Was the Z meant to be tongue in cheek? No, I mean, it came off that way, but it was it was on, honestly genuine. I just thought it would look more badass on some kid's notebook. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I really envisioned it on some kid's notebook. Uh, that's how because cock- you were that kid growing up listening to music. Exactly, I had the VH, and I had I mm-hmm. l- learned the Metallica font and the Iron Maiden font. Mm-hmm. So I was cocky enough when we started that band to think some kid's going to put this on his notebook, and we put the Z at the end. But you know, a blessing and a curse. It's people see that and they don't always take it so seriously. They might not check out your new music if mm. there's a Z tag to the end of it. I mean. You know more than anyone how fickle the uh, the record-buying public—not even the record-buying public—the music-consuming, yeah, the music-consuming mm-hmm. public is, and like checking out new music. I'm just getting, just wanting people to check it out, just listen to it. If you listen to Dance of Terry, you'll probably like it.
0: Oh yeah, that, that's the gateway drug to the album. hmm And and centipede, just this going back to what you were saying. I'm not sure where you're going with the the Brigitte Bardot. Bardot. Okay.
1: It's just a cool... It does have that kind of retro, almost like 60s... Well, here's where I'm going with it. I was going to... Like I said, I was going to the studio every night during the pandemic. That's where I was quarantining. Um, During the incident. During the situation. Situation, that's right. And uh, I would go home basically just to sleep, and I'm like, if I can't put a record together during this time... I got problems, so I would just whatever I was inspired by when I was making coffee that day, when I was getting out of my pajamas, when I was taking a shower. I heard that song. That song came up, and I was like, "Oh shit! I'm making. it I'm going to the studio tonight to make a song with this bass line. This that's interesting. Very okay. bass line. So, um, I went. To this, that's just the story. I would. A lot of those songs, a lot of these songs on um, Demented Wings, are just a product of one night. Whatever I was inspired by that day, I'd go to the studio and make that kind of song. If I was listening to Spoon, I would go make my version of Spoon. Of course, it wouldn't come out that way, but I, I'm glad
0: you're saying this because when you listen to the album, it's cohesive, but it definitely goes in a bunch of different directions. I mean, the cohesion is just
1: it's from your mind. Yeah, it's from my mind, and it's the same uh, the same guy the same little weird Muppet dude singing over every song, so that's kind of the common thread. Is now, like,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, you've never been a fan of your own singing, have you? No, never. Um But I I think you'd agree as that kid who grew up writing band logos on notebooks, Swagger is like nine tenths
1: Oh, and I learned that in Lester King and we'll get back to that, but but um uh yeah I went and made uh a song aping "Contact" by Brigitte Bardot, Serge Gainsbourg, and I have to—I actually had to put it in the liner notes. Oh, see, I haven't
0: seen the liner notes.
1: I was—oh, yeah. When the record comes out, you'll see it because I was very fearful that I would get called on it because it's close. Okay. I put a, a little—I wouldn't even call it a chorus—but I put another counter hook in it that, um, in keeping with the '60s theme. I love the old Spider-Man cartoons. Oh, yeah. Wait,
0: are are you talking like the Spider-Man cartoons? Like, it got psychedelic and weird one season. Like, it was pretty straightforward, like a comic book one season. Then it got really, like, lots of weird colors and, like, jazz club stuff going on.
1: That's the thing. All the music was... uh, The score for that cartoon is so incredible. and, And people get on YouTube because someone made a Compilation on YouTube of just the musical oh, wow. sections of that cartoon, and it's so disjointed that it makes its own little hilarious Spider Man story. But it was like a weird, uh, like jazz, lo- jazz flute, loungy <laughs> feeling. It was like a real Hepcat type of jazz in that Spider Man cartoon. So I put a little counter. A little Spider-Man counter melody in there, and you'll hear it—that uh, just disrupts that baseline. Enough. The fact
0: that we're here talking about pizza, Spider-Man, and music makes me regret that we haven't done this before. In the past thirty years, we've been in the same ecosystem together.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, me too. That's why, and it's wild to just meet you today because we have a lot of, we have a lot of friends and sure colleagues in common. I, I joked about. Uh, talking while I have a mouthful of food, but we're doing it.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, and here's proof that Dante's is delicious. These are my, my interview notes. There we go. There's the pepperoni pizza. I'm grabbing the, uh, the blue cheese. Oh, please do. Please do. Um, uh, there's a little bit of heat in the pizza, which I like. It's, it's just enough to make you think, oh. Is it in the pizza or is yeah, it in the wing you the ate? The pizza. I haven't had a wing yet. Mm. So a little bit, I, I don't know if it's maybe maybe it's just crushed red pepper. I don't know what it is, but I, I like it because the pizza itself is very sweet Mm-hmm. So it's a nice balance. All right, this is going to be.
1: <laughs> I'm already making a mess. All right, is this ranch or is this also blue cheese? Um, I think it might be ranch. I think if uh, Tim over at Dante's knows me, Tim Murphy, he gave me a this ranch. Is a blue cheese. He gave me a ranch and a blue cheese. This has to be blue cheese. Do you like ranch? I, I I'm fine. Want to swap because this is this this actually has an R. Oh, that's fine. If you're if you're more hardcore blue cheese, you can do blue cheese. Mm, no, I'm not. Okay. I mean, Tim is just nailing me tonight, though. Look at this. This is not
0: this is not going to be an easy thing to eat. Oh uh, shit! Have... I
1: forgot what you were eating on camera. <laughs> well,
0: that, that's that's why I do this podcast. It, conversation is much easier over food. People tend to like not pay attention to what's going on. It's a lot more relaxed. Why the car is the vessel. Uh, Kind of a long story. I started this podcast with a friend of mine seven and a half years ago. And we wanted to do a food podcast and realized that there was no way to do it inside restaurants for reasons of acoustics and also restaurant owners probably wouldn't groove on it. This is kind of like doing one in an ISO booth. That's where I'm going with this. He is a voiceover artist. And Ah. he said, you know, whenever I'm not near my home studio and I have to do an audition or, or cut a voice track... I always travel with my mic and my laptop and I, I just jump in my car because right. the closest thing I can do to being in an ISO booth at home is the car. Uh-huh. And that that's kind of what led to us, you know, getting the gear and micing up my Mazda.
1: Yeah, he's pro as hell. He is pro as that hell. That is a good call. Maybe someday I'll cut a vocal in a car. You know? I love this idea. I mean, idea. I've had,
0: perform- I mean, I had Tiffany playing in here. That was yesterday. Days
1: ago, two days ago. Oh, two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was I noticed the second time You had her on mm-hmm. That's incredible <laughs> I mean I laughed and inhaled A lot of spice at the same time <laughs> Shit No that's Katie told me that yesterday she's, she's like He's he's having Tiffany on I'm like I think we're alone now Tiffany Or Tiffany who, who uh, <laughs> Yeah works Works down at Pet Boys Which one? I'm sure Tiffany from Pep Boys is very nice. She's great. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, right, going back to the album, Temented Wings, this is definitely spicy. <laughs> These are perfect, actually. They're awesome. Because you know you have some wings at some places, they're spicy to the point where it's just painful. It's just it, it, it's you're eating them quickly just so that you get done with it. Oh,
1: I don't want a challenge.
0: No, I like heat, but oh, I like flavor. flavor. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We're on the same page.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we talked about Dance Terrier briefly. Mm-hmm. A Dennis Buckley favorite. Nice. Pandemic inspired?
1: That song? Um, yeah. As much as I'd like to not admit that, um, because I don't want, and I was, was really cautious when we were shooting the video that I wanted to, Show the sort of suspended animation we're all going through, and then mm-hmm. um, make it a little Twilight Zone. But I, I don't want it to be like time stamped or like a period piece, especially like when we look back on this in five yep. years. You don't want to be like, oh God, was that my totally good? Was it. that my the rising? <laughs> um, oh my God! But great, great pull. <laughs> but um, yeah, my gear was at my my house when the pandemic came on and the situation came on. And uh, so I just I was like, oh, wow. Uh, like what nice serendipity that most of my mobile rig is here in my living room and th- the world shut down the other day. So I set everything up and I just started making us. I was watching that Go Go's documentary, which is great. It's awesome. It's so awesome. I like I still am paying that damn showtime fee every month because I just got it to watch that. I did too, and I, I the second <laughs> I signed up for the subscription through Amazon
0: Prime, I very quickly went into my account and canceled the subscription because I knew Smart I would I
1: wouldn't watch anything else. I did start watching something else that, that lured me into paying the monthly fee, but um <laughs> I was watching that documentary and they were going through, Jane Whedland was going through the, the motions of writing Our Lips Are Sealed, mm-hmm. and just hearing that, like, the acoustic demo of it, it mm-hmm. uh, just kind of drove the point home that how great of a song that is. When I was... Dude, before that documentary was over, I ordered their first two albums for delivery. Oh yeah! Like before I was done watching it, I, I had the two albums in the mail. Oh yeah, it was out of the sleeve before it was <laughs> over. But um, when I was little, my sister got a Monte Carlo. Do you know? You know, like oh yeah, right. The, this the is the big boat. Yeah, this yeah. is in '82. She got her first car, and it had a sunroof. I think I, I was maybe eight or nine years old, and she rolls up to our house. She's like, "Michael, get in." And she, it was almost like they gave her the Go Go's tape when she bought the car. Because she had the the Monte Carlo, she had the new car, the 38 Special tape, um, and the Go Go's tape. And she was, we just were bumping. <laughs> Our lips are sealed, and I was hanging out the sunroof of this car because I'd never experienced a sunroof before. You got one right here. I do. But um, that song has always had like, um like holds holds a really close place in my heart it's so it's good like the baseline yeah the bass line. but I realize that it starts with just a raw drum beat
0: mm-hmm.
1: like there's a few measures of the drums before the band comes in right so I'm like you know another uh opportunity to like that's what I'm gonna that's the song I'm gonna make tonight So that afternoon I just looped Our Lips Are Sealed and slowed it down. So it's like boom, 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 boom. Okay, I hear it now. And so like I wrote my own little slow, like Robitussin version of Our Lips Are Sealed. And because I'm running it through my filter, it's no longer a Go-Go song. It's an
0: awesome song. Justifiable for a single. By the way, not my first rodeo. I do have baby wipes. That's awesome. This is actually your fourth rodeo. It is. My nose is running now, Mike. Oh my god. Well, the album again—it's so quick. If you blink, you might miss the whole album. It opens with "Next Hex." Next Hex. Great intro to the album. And as we talk about basslines, I love the bass on that song. Oh yeah.
1: Everyone calls that the "Killing Joke" bassline. And uh, I didn't, I didn't think about that at the moment. They weren't like an inspiration in that in that particular moment. But now I hear it, and I'm like, oh yeah, like those that first Killing Joke record, mm-hmm. and just that gnarly bass and just the darkness that it brings. Like I wanted to make a distorted bass song. I didn't know if that was gonna be the kickoff of the album, but later on, when you're sort of sequencing a record and you're creating the arc of the album, you're like, oh god, this. This is like the opening song.
0: I, I like your instrumental approaches. Sunday Night, very different from Centipede. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely more of a like film score vibe. Well, that's... I'm super... To be completely honest with you, that's the kind of music I listen to is more Coney or mm-hmm. a lot of Burt Backrack, a lot of, like, 60s, like a lot of less Baxter and a lot of Exotica. So that's the music that... I really and that's why it's sometimes hard for me to write hard rock songs for tight fans because I don't listen to that much hard rock or metal anymore so um, it was uh, it made more sense for me to make a solo record based on the kind of music that I like sure or that I listen to I mean I still love hard rock and metal I've been obsessed the past two days with listening to Scott Ian from Anthrax's book on Audible. Oh, I, I have
0: that queued up in my Audible list.
1: Yeah. I had to like, you know, I'm the man. It's I had yep. Book. I'm the man. I had to stop to come see you. But um but so yeah, that that instrumental I mean, I love writing instrumental music and to be honest, like songs like Centipede and Sunday Night Instrumental, I just couldn't think of how to sing to them. Someone way more talented and a much better singer could. I'm, uh, I've, I've even played it for friends and thought like, what is this vocal melody? I remember for Next Hex, I was having coffee with Aliana from Hex, or not Hex, I'm sorry, Fax, and Cap. she's the drummer for Cat Power too. Mm. Doing some name dropping here, but you she's, are. she's one of my best friends. But I, was, I, I put the headphones on her and I was like, how do you sing to this? How would you sing to this? So sometimes because I haven't been writing I haven't really been a singer for too long for that long, I still ask, like I still wanna know the best way. Of course. Uh, I feel like once I can find a vocal melody I could I could, you know, plug in lyrics. But yeah, she helped me with that one. But Centipede and Sunday Night Instrumental, I'm just like, I give up. Well, but it, was, it does have that sort of. I love that baritone guitar. I've always been like, like I said, I mentioned Wichita Lineman. I'm a big fan of Glenn Campbell and like Colexico and that mm-hmm. Desert Highway guitar. Yep. That boomy like. Uh, I love um, Brokeback. Oh yeah. Uh, Doug McCombs from Tortoise's band and like that cinematic Desert Highway guitar. You know. That's the kind of stuff I'm a it, sucker
0: for it. Over the past year, I, I find myself when I, I've been working from home every day. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear when I'm at home working. Sometimes it's a lot easier for me to focus on cool instrumentals, or just work with cool instrumentals in the background than songs with lyrics.
1: Well, I can't write an email. I can't so much as write an email if songs with lyrics are happening.
0: Okay, like mind, Because the second I recognize the lyric or just I'm, I key into the vocal, I, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm off my screen and Mm -hmm. paying more attention to the music. So like that cool desert type stuff
1: whether it's Calexico or Brokeback I love that. And I love the like I said before the story arc of an album. Mm -hmm. I like having little interludes. Totally agree. I think sequencing an album is a lost art. In a world where everything is a la carte I think it's a lost art. Well as a recording engineer it's my favorite part of making a record with somebody. Is like all right, we got the first song and we got the last song. We know that. Let's, like, plug in. Let's make a story out of the movement of this album. I love that. That's always been really important to me. And when we did this Tight Fams record called Silk Prison, it's 36 songs, mm-hmm. two discs, 18 songs, a disc, 18 songs, an album. And that was, it, it took years to come together. And that's kind of why I make music slowly, is because I still think of the album. I, as physical media
0: is back in public consciousness and people are buying it, I think that makes a lot of sense. People yeah. want to be taken on that journey, and that's. I was having this conversation this morning about Phonation, which we're trying to get funded. The idea of putting on a record. When I listen to digital music, I am. I'm antsy. I. I i add my way through songs i don't listen to the whole thing but when you put on a side of a record you're locked into that journey that story for 20 minutes you're, you're not getting up and re it you're listening to it start to finish
1: yeah i'm almost proud of myself when i when i like an entire record these days mm-hmm. it's like ah oh man i did the work i like i didn't just listen to the single mm-hmm. um i just didn't listen to my two two or three favorite songs i you know, there's records in the past 10 years that I've put on the whole, the entire record um, every time. So I still like, that's the way we grew up, you know? Yes. That, absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the guitar. Let's talk about Chrome Intentions. Mm hmm. I love the riff. I love the lead guitar on this one. It's a guitar song. That is the most, that's the, that was kind of the candidate for the first video. I could see that. Um, because it was the most uh, Mike Lust it was the most it was the closest song to Tight Phantoms fair and so that's why we didn't do that as the first video and I'm glad we didn't but um, it's great thanks Uh, that was when I I actually mentioned it earlier that was from a day of listening to Spoon (laughs) who are one of my favorite bands sure I don't mind saying it love that fucking band Mm -hmm. and I'm like I plugged into a really cheap trainer amp at the studio one night and just started playing that riff and I'm like oh man it sounds like a spoon riff or something I'm gonna give it a spoon type drag or swagger and of course it just never you know you run music through your own filter and it just never comes out that way anyway and that's the beauty of it Please grab more wings. Um, I may. Yeah, I will. Promise? Before the before the interview's over, I will have a wing or two. Okay, I, I don't want to be the one eating all the wings. No. You're In, the wing guy. Please enjoy the wing. No. You're the I'll, dement- I'll be your wingman. <laughs> You're the demented wing guy. So the new album, From Demented Wings.
0: First, uh, first round of vinyl already gone. Second
1: round is up for grabs now? It is. Um, That's so cool. It's so cool. I was so happy, um, especially from you know a life of toiling in obscurity. <laughs> For the first pressing to sell out the day of the release, made me feel really good. And then to to have my label say we got it, well we got to think now, we got to act on it, we got to do a second pressing, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is wonderful. I felt, you know, last Friday when the hot, the record came out, I felt like on a little bit of a you know natural high from. And you should. Someone caring. It's awesome. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm just... You know, like I said, I'm from a life of toiling in obscurity, and I've worked so much on other people's music... Right. That, uh, I don't know, you're just surprised when... I think, I, I, always, I, I often think of the this quote in that Wilco movie where Jeff Tweedy says, like... He's like every record we make, people are like, "This is going to be the record," this is going to be the record, and he says they say that every record, <laughs> especially with that band, yeah, yeah. But no, it's true. And, and he's like, yeah, it never, it never really turns out that way. But it's uh, so yeah. I I set my bar so low now with things. And I think that's just a healthy thing for me to do manage expectations <laughs> as, as yeah. they say in the corporate world You're managing expectations. Sure, sure,
0: but I mean, you've been in the orbit of independent music as mentioned since the 1990s Yeah You've done it all for different bands Lester King Tight Vanhams, solo. You've engineered stuff Where do you think or I guess trace the evolution of the Chicago scene from when you started? Where are we at now? Is it, is it better or worse than when you
1: started? Is it just playing different? Boy, that's a good question. Because uh, I was hanging out with my. I'm going to do some name dropping I love again it. here. So, my buddy Jason is in a band called Salvation. Awesome band. Awesome band. I played him on the radio. I love it. Yeah. Them. I produced their last record, uh, helped produce their last record, and. Uh, Called Year of the Fly, such a great record, and I'm not just saying that because I was a part of it. No, you're. It's, these gonna... these guys write the songs, and they're brutal, and they're heavy, and they're, they're 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 frightening, and they're menacing, and they're everything I love about heavy music. So, we were having this discussion today. He's we were listening to this band called Bunny, okay, from Chicago. It's like a capital B N N Y. And he's like, I think you would love this. And uh, we talked about uh, like more ambient like like uh, female vocals like Grouper mm-hmm. or early Angel Olsen stuff. And you know, I'm, I was like, yeah, you're right. I do really like this. Um, and then we started talking about the new Meat Wave. And then we started talking about um, this band Dim and... We just went through all these bands that we really love in Chicago right now, Fax being one of them. Uh, and we kind of stopped ourselves and just like said aloud, like, holy shit, it's yeah. a really good time in Chicago music right now. And it's, so it's, it's, it's honestly always been a good time in Chicago music. I mean, I've always felt like uh, new year. If you're, if you're acting, you go to LA, you know. If, um, and if you're you're doing music, you go to Chicago. Chicago, you know. It's kind of like, uh, I just felt like that was what the city, how this, you know, what I recognize this city as is like yep. an incredible music town, and it has been since you, you know, since you were an intern, <laughs> and way before that with the touch and For go sure. stuff oh, too, my God, yeah. like, like the Jesus lizard, and I don't know, I can. Yeah, Sea and Cake, Tortoise, all my favorites. Like,
0: well, and that's just it. I mean, that diversity of sounds. I mean, this is a town that can support sounds like Sea and Cake or Meat Wave or I mean, this is a town that launched the career of Wesley Willis. I mean, yeah, just to show can... you how bonkers and. Broad, the city can be.
1: Yep, and it can all be on one Saturday afternoon at yes. a wonderful street festival. You know, absolutely. Everyone right. can coexist, and everyone does coexist. And um, those are the bills I love too. Are those really oddball, like genre? Ones. I always
0: prefer those. I, I want to see a diversity of stuff. I do too, especially on those bills where there are like three opening bands. Give me a whole bunch of stuff to think about.
1: Yeah, not, not just you know. Oh, you, that's that's a good point. I I. I don't really want to go to any more of those bills that are three opening bands. But <laughs> but yeah, do what James says. If uh, Yeah, give me something to think about if you're going to do that. If I'm going to go to a four-band bill, like, I hope that's where it is. They that's, should all that's what it is. fit together, but they shouldn't sound the same. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I remember I was... I remember going to see Public Enemy and Sonic Youth yes. at the Aragon. Yes, And I was in the front row because it was a freezing. It was might have been New Year's Day or it might have been December 29th. It was somewhere around there, but it was cold. And I remember my friends and I went to the Aragon and lined up in the alley. Yep. Alongside the Aragon at 11 a.m. Oh, and my God. And they opened up the Aragon and we darted to our seats and saw... Fucking Sonic Youth and Public Enemy, and it was incredible. And it worked. It worked so well, and yeah, and saw Anthrax and Public Enemy, and um, I can't re- remember. There was another thrash band on that. No, is Primus that that's, was on the Anthrax Public Enemy bill?
0: Yeah, that's variety yeah
1: <laughs> Jesus. totally and, and like that's I was kind of weaned on that stuff not weaned but I was kind of like brought up on that stuff like yeah I like that diversity it's in my music it's in the, it's in the flow of my album you know it it still spills into you know it's in my DNA it still spills into how I sequence a record like getting back mm-hmm. to how I sequence a record and the kind of the way I write
0: when we first started talking tonight I, I mentioned swagger Mm-hmm. Which it's like nine nine tenths of the law or whatever the metaphor is. Um, swagger is really important in rock and roll. In the '90s, here in Chicago, swagger was defined by Urge Overkill. Yep. Uh, who and at, at the time, you know, the, the people who hung out at Rainbow or wherever uh, derided Urge for being careerists who weren't as authentic or pure as uh, the people who are toiling at Empty Bottle every night. That's neither here nor there. What's interesting is you came to work with Urge. You did uh, Rock and Roll Submarine with them, I did
1: do Rock and Roll Submarine with them.
0: I still listen to Mason Dixon. I think
1: that's a badass song. That was... I'm sorry, guys. Remember, that was my call to start the record off with that. It's a great song. It's an awesome song. And I didn't... You know the funny thing? The way that record came to me is... uh, It came to me like in a shoebox. There was like a song that they recorded in a friend's basement. There was a song that was recorded in this, there was six songs that I, that we originally did basic tracks at my studio, Phantom Manor. So it was kind of a hodgepodge of, uh, there was, I think, a solo Ed song that was a four-tracky quiet song mm-hmm. um, called The Quiet One. And so I was, kind of in charge of curating that record and putting it together so that it flowed because it was really recorded in so many on so many different platforms Mm. Um, so it was a challenge um, as much as those guys are a wonderful challenge as as much as I love them and I love them all personally like holy cow (laughs) I had to go to Mexico when that record was done. <laughs> I literally booked a trip to Mexico when it was done. It, working on that album was actually work. <laughs> oh yeah, but it was, it was also like, uh, it's it was really rewarding and, you know, sometimes. Uh, You'd get a song like Mason Dixon And it's the two of them Both trading off singing It's the classic Urge power chords It's uh, the classic Urge swagger And I was like guys This has to start the record Like Oh god I
0: want to listen to that right now
1: And So so that was So much fun Um, And I was honored I was truly honored to do that And you know, my I wouldn't trade my late late nights with Nash Cato for anything. Well,
0: I can only imagine
1: <laughs> that that's that's rock the, and roll yeah. stuff right there. It, it's it yeah, it was it was really wonderful. Um, I love both those guys. The dude that played drums, his name uh, was Brian Bond. We called him, but he was in the Cherry Valance, if you remember mm-hmm. that, band, mm-hmm. like North Carolina stuff. He was in Polvo when he was playing oh, yeah. with us when we were making that record. Um so and Haji the bass player was uh in Gaza Strippers. So they were they were a Gaza Strippers was post digits. Yeah, post digits, yeah. Um what was that guy's name? Rick Sims. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a hodgepodge of personalities in the room on top of those two guys who are who are a wonderful handful. Wonder and, and Nash is just a cult of personality. Yeah, I'm truly uh, blessed to have spent that time with those guys. So meanwhile, back in
0: the present, uh, your new album is 25 minutes of swagger, invention, interesting directions and flights of fancy, and it all fucking works. It it, it, demented wings is the album. Uh, You can I I love the idea of buying a physical copy supporting. uh, Go to Bandcamp, buy
1: a record or your website. Um, I don't personally have a website. How about um, Bandcamp, then? Yeah, Bandcamp's great. I mean, you can get it. You can get it anywhere. Um, and, you know, soon enough when the physical copies are around, please go to, you know, support your your local independent record store. So here we are. We've emerged from, what are we calling it, the incident, the, the
0: problem? The, the situation. The situation, sorry. Uh, we've Tears. emerged. We're recording this at the end of June. Uh, what's your summer look like? Are you are you going whole hog with this? Are you working with other bands? What's your what's your plan? What, what's um, I'm
1: I'm d- doing all those things. So um, I've got a lot of projects in the works, helping other bands get their music done, get their music produced. Um, Salvation, who we talked about, we're working on some new stuff. Great. Um, just real to, Chicago Fire Engine Kids. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the real thing. Uh huh. Um, that is not a soundbite. That's not a wave file. That's <laughs> not an I 3 didn't, I
0: didn't just push a button on my roadcaster. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I just uh, finished mixing some Dianoga the other night. Dianoga. Yeah, that's going to be for. Wait, I don't uh, even
0: think I realized they were they were still active.
1: They are, like, I used and to that love was. It. There's this uh, festival that happens every year called the PRF Barbecue. Okay. And right now it's a virtual It's still a virtual festival, and so. Uh, we did some stuff at, uh, what's the coffee? Not Metro, uh, Metropolis, coffee? In, yeah, Metropolis. Yeah, we did we did a session in their roasting factory four songs. Get out! My God, that it smelled so good. I, I talked to Jay. Yeah. A Jay year Ryan. or so ago,
0: and he's just he's a wildly creative, intensely talented dude, far um, beyond music making.
1: Oh yeah, no one can touch him. No, for real. Like, he sort of reinvented the poster art game. He he did, in, in a cute, cuddly kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one uh, furry little creature at a time. Yeah, no, he's, he's
0: fantastic. Actually, during the pandemic, uh, one of my favorite conversations was with him because doing it over video, we were able to show his gig posters and oh, have him talk cool. about Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I love doing that and kind of picking his brain as he's showing, like, cool hum posters. I'll have one state. more wing for you, James.
1: Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel
0: better. All right, so you're working with Dianoga.
1: Yeah, we, we, uh, I just, there was a, the, the aforementioned band Fax. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did a, a film. Uh, they, uh, above, Met, we shot a film above Metro that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in the Haunted Theater above Metro. Top note, right? Uh, yeah. We did um, a film promoting their new record where they played their new album live. That's cool. And that's a
0: cool space. That
1: came out, yeah, it is, and that came out so good that now they're pressing that to vinyl. Um, so, I've been doing a lot of these because that's how we're experiencing music now. Mm-hmm. Um, not not live streams, but I've been doing this thing where bands film themselves to present it as a concert later, but we record it well and mix it well. So I've been busy doing that. I spent five days recording the ly- lyric at the Lyric Opera. Damn. Doing. Uh, I bet that was. a... 12 or so opera opera singers doing uh, Italian love songs that was the gig of a lifetime that was I, I, I can't even fathom what it that's was, like it was breathtaking but this summer were, uh, were, you, were you out of your comfort zone or did you was it just yeah but I'm always out of my comfort zone I, I that's where I, I have a cot there you know I stay there all the time <laughs> so um, but that's what you do when you when you're a recording engineer during a time when you gotta pick up work mhm you can get it I, I recorded a little bit of everything during the pandemic um, the situation and it it was awesome it kept me afloat um, barely but it kept me afloat and that I made me some to hear. I made some really great music and this summer I've you know making some really great music for a lot of people as well as finishing the companion piece to Demented Wings all the music's done um Um, But the big thing we're doing this summer is we're putting a band together to play Demented Wings live. There it is. You buried the lead. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Last night, my partner and I, my musical partner, Stephen the Kid Howard, he's in band. You might know him from Pine Bender. Oh, yeah. He's my uh, musical partner in Tight Phantoms. Are you basically the Kevin Bacon of Chicago music? Does everyone, mm-hmm. everyone is connected to you in so, in so many steps? In some way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I never boast, but when, uh, you know, on a quiet afternoon when I'm taking a walk, I'm like, Jesus, I've done like a little bit of everything. I know, at this point, I know everyone and have worked with someone in some capacity or, mm-hmm. so, you know, so. The key to being, <clears throat>
0: one key to being successful in a city like Chicago is Just don't leave mm-hmm. Keep working and don't leave
1: Yeah, persistence mm-hmm. I'm a lifer Yeah, exactly So I, I'm well, so
0: much of a lifer I'm doing a radio show In my car now mm-hmm. Yeah
1: mm-hmm. This is gross That's part I of have, the fun I have to take this Out of my mouth Because I took a big bite mm-hmm. While I was Really onto something but I'm never really onto something. I always ramble. But I took a big bite and <laughs> it was just all bones. Yeah. So and you know, when you eat chicken wings, you're gonna hit that point if you're not uh, other, paying attention Other podcasts don't give you that kind of action. Yeah. But um what was that's the funny difference right there. But yeah, I'm a lifer like i I'll I will bartend, I'll I'll do I'll stand at the door, I'll do anything to keep making music, to keep this going. I have I have zero fucking pride. I, that, that's <laughs> not what it is. I mean... No, it's not what it is. I just love it too much. I, I just need to do it, and I need... I don't like to say no to helping someone make their music or get their music out there, or um, we'll never like like stop at the chance to help someone produce a song or produce a song or two or produce their album. And, you know, for years I did that... AV undercover show Mm, that's right for the onion and that was man like working on people's records and making my own music and then doing this show where you know when you do sometimes you turn around and you have 300 episodes of something where we did everyone from Wang Chung to Guar to they might be giants I bet that was a blast it was awesome it was awesome and so I've never really stopped working and I've gleaned something from every every single session I've done. And uh, That's what I was
0: going to say. As an engineer, you're, you're learning stuff. No matter how accomplished you are, you're learning. St- every new person you work with, every new
1: artist, you're picking up new stuff. Oh, yeah, and you bring it to your music. <laughs> yep. And so I don't know if I really even think about my own music that much. I just one day, I don't know, I just know how to finish a song. Or one day I just know how to do it from something i've picked up from somebody else um it's 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 pretty remarkable how uh, to look back on 20 years of um making music like good and bad <laughs> well and more than that right lester king was mid-90s yeah it was we started in 96 and it went to 99 and we were like predominantly instrumental band yeah. but um we were on southern records so we you know that label was kind of popping for a while, and so we had some great opportunities and did some awesome things. And that kind of opened me up to recording three three ba- like Sweep Like Johnny, mm-hmm. a folk artist named William Elliott Whitmore, and a hardcore band called Ten Grand. So I made these three records, all Southern related things, and that's when that was. I was able to start my recording career from those three records and that label southern so um yeah lustre king was a lot of fun and it was uh where i got my own personal swagger from i love it i i should
0: mention we're recording this about a block away from dante's we're by uh, yeah, winchester we in chicago <laughs> Is it just me, or has everyone who's walked by the car looked incredibly fit? I feel like a
1: troll, like a like a like a like a creature that lives under the bridge. You ever, yeah, I was gonna ask if these windows are tinted.
0: <laughs> Not so much. Um,
1: have you ever been to Miami? Never. But I'm sure it's more of that. Oh, it's just everyone's so goddamn gorgeous, and it's it's like sickening after after a while. You just like you like jump in the pool, and then you're like. I'm just gonna stay underwater for a
0: while. <laughs> exactly. And
1: you're like, you see, you know, I'm gonna wait till those people go to the bar to get out of the pool. It's exactly like that.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, Mike Lust, I- I'm gonna let you eat a little more off-camera if you feel a little better about that. No,
1: I'm, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I'm, I'm satiated. Well, that's an important thing. Uh,
0: Love the new album.
1: Uh, love talking to you. And Thank if- you so much. It was so great to meet you. Likewise, can we do this again? Like down the road this year? Uh, you know, I noticed that you've had uh, guests on multiple, you sure. know, multiple times. So I would love to come back. This was so much fun. And this, is, uh, yeah, have me back anytime. Good. Uh, Once you
0: start touring with I'm the a new band, or Kathy, per- or performing with the new band, we'll oh, some.
1: let me mention this though, really quickly, if I may. So last night, my partner and I had a talk about putting together the 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 kid Stephen, the kid Howard, is my musical director and band leader for this, so I don't have to be the bad cop. So we talked about putting together a band to perform. Yeah, we've had offers to come do this stuff now that the record's doing okay. But I just didn't think the world was coming back this quickly. Uh, no one did. I found there, true... there's there no buffer. It just we're we're here. Okay. Yeah. I we're- found true comfort in the fact that I could put out this record. I don't have to think about a record release show. Yeah. I don't have to think about putting together a band because I've you know recorded most of the instruments myself, and you know the world coming back hap- you know happened to sync up with the record coming out. So now we are we did meet to put together a band and hopefully. Um, I want to have like a real eclectic uh, gathering of musicians on stage with a gang mentality and we attack these songs uh, the way they need to be and create like a very, you know, create a a powerful, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, read, uh, a powerful read of the record that's not exactly how the record sounds. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll be on stage by September. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And that'll be the record, the belated record release show. No, really no rush. Do it on your own terms, on your own time. We'll be there for you. Yeah. You'll have wings ready. Fuck yeah. Demented wings. You'll have a a slice of pepperoni ready. Uh, That was delicious. Uh, Thanks
0: again to Dante's for their hospitality. That's Mike Lust. Go listen to his music, go support him, go uh, buy yourself a hard copy of the record. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thank you.